Okay, um, what are your intro ideas? Well, we should say the name of the show. Okay. I think. This is eccentric. Do you want to say it like that? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, I'm just trying stuff. Yeah, no, I I like that. I think think we should start with like, uh, you know, either this is eccentric or welcome to eccentric. You are now listening to eccentric. I like this is eccentric because if you're like, you're listening to eccentric, it makes it really obvious that it's like the name of something but if you say this is eccentric it's kind of silly because that's like, true yeah which it's i like declaiming both us and the show as eccentric but also it's the name of the show yeah never brought to you by big egg no we bring the people the truth i'm lauren i'm tyler this week we're talking about what are we talking about this is our first well, episode. this is our first episode welcome uh Normally on the show, we're going to be talking about egg facts and egg recipes. And sometimes egg news. And sometimes egg toys. Egg sayings. Egg salads. Uh, nice egg memories. Oh, I love a good egg memory. Me too. What's one of your favorite egg memories? Oh, golly. Uh, I think my f- my favorite egg memory that at least comes to mind now is like a like a really good Gudetama meme. Mm. I can't think of a specific one off the top of my head, but just anytime I see a good Gudetama meme in my timeline, I'm like, yeah, today's going to be a good day. Oh, yeah, I love Gudetama. We'll do a whole episode about Gudetama. Gudetama will get a, a whole, a whole yeah. thing. Um, but anyway, yeah, so we uh, love eggs, and we thought it would be really fun to do uh, a podcast all about a thing that we like. So yeah. here we are. Um, Lauren, you're going to be covering the egg news and reviews and things you can use. Uh, <laughs> I like that. And uh, I'll be mostly handling the egg recipes uh, mm-hmm. and, and egg, uh, egg tips and testing? tricks. Egg t- egg experiments. Yeah. Oh, see what I did there. Clever. Uh, but you said before we started recording, you said that you had a question that you were going to ask us. Oh, and that's Pepper. I do. Who you'll hear oh, whining and this is from Pepper. Time to time. Pepper, do you want to be on the podcast? Well, he's never going to do it on command. No, that's the that's the problem. Uh, anyway, so we, before we started recording, you told me that you had a, a question that you wanted to start this episode with. Um, yeah, I do. I thought that I could ask this question of you and then you could ask the question of me and it would be a nice way to sort of introduce ourselves related to eggs. Okay, great. Um, I'm in. I'm all in. So, Tyler. Hello. Uh, what's your favorite way to eat an egg? What's your favorite preparation method for eggs? Oh, I'm so glad that you've asked this. Yeah. Uh, we get it out of the way right yeah, up front. Yeah. Well, so we like, we can't play favorites on Eggcentric is the thing. We have to Oh, I'll play consider- favorites. <laughs> we have to consider the egg, the whole egg, and nothing but the egg. So help me egg. Uh, so, uh, I, and also I, with egg. <laughs> so I'm going to say, actually, my you know, my favorite... It hasn't always been my favorite, and I'll talk about this more later on in the show, Mm -hmm. but um, my favorite more recently has been Mm, hard-boiled, largely because of how easy it is. Mm -hmm. Like- and versatile. And versatile is the thing, too. Like, I have found that I don't like spending a lot of time or energy on making myself lunch. Oh, yeah. Um, Me either. And so one of the things that I'll sort of go back to time and time again is just- hard boiling an egg or two yeah and you could put that in a salad you could put that in a sandwich you Mm -hmm. could make deviled eggs if you wanted to get fancy you could put it in something else like you could make a potato salad with a hard boiled egg i do like that so there's so much you could do with it i end up (laughs) 
I know it's going to sound really funny, but what I end up doing uh, is I just hard boil them and then I just eat just the hard boiled egg with like a bit of salt and some hot sauce. Uh, and Classic. a couple of those is a, is a really nice sort of light lunch and I'm on my way. Um, can't you keep them quite a while in the refrigerator as well? Yeah, you can refrigerate them. I I don't know why I haven't in, in, in recent past. I feel like maybe that's something I should get into. Um, but you can refrigerate them. Oh, I haven't looked this up, but I think at least a week. Uh, yeah, I think you could well. make several at once. Yeah. Keep them. So maybe that's something I'll have to do. But typically I'll just make it and then eat it right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about you? What's your What's your favorite way to eat an egg? Well, my very favorite way to eat an egg is poached. Poached. Will always be poached. We have talked a lot yes, about poaching eggs. I love, I love a runny egg. I yeah. know that that's a divisive statement. Um, Why is it divisive? Well, I think a lot of people get grossed out by the runny egg. Um, because, is it because it's like not fully cooked or whatever? Yeah, yeah that... I think it's because it's similar to, to eating it raw. Except it's not really, especially if it's hot. Yeah. Um, but I also enjoy, this is going to also sound a little bit weird. I also enjoy a raw egg, like in a cocktail or oh, yeah. um, something like that as a texture yeah. additive. Oh, can we do, can we do an episode on eggs and cocktails? Yeah, we'll do a whole, we should devote a whole episode to that. Okay, I love great. an egg in a cocktail. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of harder eggs. I will always go for the softer egg. Yeah. Yeah, a hard-boiled egg, um I do like a deviled egg. Sure. I like it in things, so I like it in a salad or in a potato salad. Um but I don't enjoy eating a hard egg, and I do get quite disappointed when I order uh you know, a sunny side up or a poached egg and it comes and the yolk is already hardened. I much yeah, prefer it yeah. when it's when it's runny. The uh, what do they call that? The perfect seven minute egg or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and my very favorite way to eat it because you can get a soft yolk with a fried egg as well if you don't fry it long enough or an easy over egg. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, like an over easy mm-hmm. or a sunny side up. Yeah, totally. But my very favorite way to eat the egg is when at the fancy restaurant. They get it like a perfect little bubble. It's basically still egg-shaped. It's still as if it's in the shell. Mm. And they've used vinegar in the water because that helps it to stay in a circle. And you can sort of taste a really faint vinegar taste. Oh, oh so, that's so my the, favorite. So the, the, the white of the egg mm-hmm. is... It's still in an ovoid shape. But it's around the yolk. Yes, still, still fully oh. surrounding the yolk. That's my okay. favorite. So you favorite, said it. Favorite. You said it, and I was picturing the um, like the egg McMuffin hockey pucks that you get <laughs> oh. at McDonald's. You know, that's like yeah, that kind of uh-huh. that's kind of the right shape in in two dimensions. <laughs> no, 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 as though it were still kept in the shell. Gotcha. But it has now been lightly cooked, huh? In vinegary water. That's my favorite I, egg. I. Do not think I've had it that way. Have you ever had the, this is a really niche reference, uh, only for us, at Riverview, did you ever yeah. have any of the hollandaises, or I mean, um, not hollandaises, the, uh, like, Benedict's? Oh. Um, any of their Benedict's? Because they no, cooked it that way, and that's partly uh, why Riverview is a, a local uh, breakfast brunch place that we used to go to quite a bit. No, I don't think I ever had their In Durham, England, their so very niche but um 
Yeah, so they cook huh. it that way. Okay. And the the white is like I don't know, it's like papery almost. Oh, it's so nice. Hmm. Okay. That's my nice. number one favorite type. But that's really hard to make at home. You need a really talented egg chef. Well, we'll revisit that because I bet you I can try and find some okay. ways that we can make that easy right. on us. Um, but yeah, it, it, a lot of the things that you find with egg recipes that seem like fancy mm-hmm. um, or like have been perfected, usually there's a way to do it in in your own home with you know whatever you might normally use it just in the course of cooking dinner mm-hmm. you don't usually need a lot of like this niche big egg uh <laughs> yeah of, you know no uh, big egg. nothing by big egg you never that is a conspiracy you never need anything sponsored by big egg uh so you know so if you're looking at things like oh well, let me get a specialty egg poacher like you could big egg sure. tm egg poacher no. <laughs> egg poacher 5000 yeah, none of no. that Mm-mm. um waste of money but uh yeah save your money and buy more eggs right exactly exactly usually there's a way to do it with what you already have mm-hmm. so we'll, let's revisit that let's maybe come back to it and see okay. if there's something we can do yeah to uh we'll have a whole poached eggs episode yeah yeah, yeah. poaching is is an interesting technique that I am not good at, but, <laughs> Me either. but I understand enough of the theory to feel like I should be able to get there with practice. Yeah. So maybe we can, we yeah. can practice some. Great. Cool. So this week, do you have an egg fact for us? Um, well, there's an egg fact and then you have some eggs right over there. I do. So, I do. Do we want to start? Where do, where do you want to begin? Um, let's start with the actual eggs. Okay. Let's bring the people what they're here for what they're here for excellent okay well let's take a quick break to uh readjust and we'll come (laughs) back and we will talk about some eggs that i've prepared for us today so okay so i don't know if i'll always have a object lesson to go along with the things that I want to talk about. But this week, you know, I mentioned hard-boiled eggs earlier. Yes. This week, I want to talk about an article that I have been sitting on for like a month now. And I've been waiting for us to do this podcast. Much as a chicken sits on her egg. For not as long as I've been sitting on this proverbial egg. (laughs) Um, But uh, so there was an article in the New York Times about a month ago. Now, it was late September. I don't Mm. know when we'll put this episode Mm -hmm. out. But late September, uh, a chef and food writer by the name of J. Kenji Lopez-Alt wrote an article called How to Boil the Perfect Egg. Uh. Uh, And so what he did was is over years and years and years of making hard-boiled eggs, he decided there's got to be a way to figure out what the best way to hard boil an egg is. Mm -hmm. And so at the time, you know, he, I think he, I'm going to misremember this now, but he either owned a restaurant or was chef in a restaurant and ended up using like restaurant materials and the the restaurant resources to boil around 700 eggs of various kinds, you know, straight from the chicken or bought from the store, Mm -hmm. bought from Costco, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, and boiled them using various methods. So mm-hmm. starting with cold water, starting with hot water, steaming them, using an Instapot, all sorts of different things. And then had 96 people do a double blind taste test and peel test to figure out which egg was the easiest to peel and the best tasting. Wow. So this is not... 
We love a peer-reviewed study. I, right, exactly. So it's the most scientific thing I've ever seen about hard boiling an egg. <laughs> and I was I was surprised. Uh, so there were a few methods that I was raised on uh, as far as egg boiling goes uh-huh. that I was surprised to learn were not only, in some cases, the wrong way to boil an egg, but they didn't really make a difference in the mm, end. I see. Um, so there are a few things that I want to talk about not doing uh-huh. in hard boiling an egg. First thing that you want to not do in hard boiling an egg, and this was a thing that I was taught, which is really weird uh, thinking back on it now, you don't want to start with cold water. Oh, okay. So a lot of people, for some reason that I guess made sense at the time, would put the egg into cold water and then bring the water up to a boil. You know, it boils faster that way. It does. But here's the thing. So the way that that cooks the egg, the the albumin, the white of the, the egg, is more likely to stick to the shell, making it harder to peel. I see. Uh, and you're also more likely to get sort of that, you know, that green tinge. Oh, yeah. Nobody and likes that. Nobody likes it. No. Uh, but we've all just kind of accepted that that's a part of boiling an egg. And right. that's why a lot of people don't like hard-boiled eggs. Yeah. So the way to get around that is to bring your water to a rolling boil before putting the eggs in. Mm-hmm. So you start with boiling water and you have boiling water the whole way through. So, you know, when I say like a rolling boil, typically... What I mean by that is just getting it to a boil where you see movement in the water, right? It's it's sort of a, the bubbles are creating their own waves in yes, a way. Yes, right. And then you put the eggs in. And then, and this will depend a little bit on the size of your eggs. Mm-hmm. If you're using a medium to large like store-bought egg, you're going to want to go for, most recipes will say 10 minutes. I am actually going to say set a timer for eight minutes. Mm-hmm. Because what you're going to do is you are going to, A, take a few seconds to, like, turn off the timer yeah. and get over to the stove. Uh, and you're going to use a spoon. A lot of people use a slotted spoon uh, to just carefully lift the egg out of mm-hmm. the the um, boiling water. Mm-hmm. And you're going to take it over to the sink and run it under cold water. And this is the second thing. To that, stop the cooking To process. stop the cooking. Yeah. The second thing that a lot of people told me was you want to use, like, a bowl of iced water. To mm. put the eggs in. And that's something that you do for like, you know, shocking boiled vegetables. Right. right? It stops right. the cooking process. It's what you do for tomatoes when you want to peel them easily. Right. Exactly. And and so for egg, sure, that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it actually doesn't make a difference. So oh. don't waste time getting yeah, a so bowl of ice to together. Trouble? Just run it under some cold water until it's cool enough to hold with your hands. Yeah. Uh, and then you can put it down on a plate or whatever. Um, the other thing that... Uh, I used to do that I don't do anymore was salting the water. Yeah. Uh, There's a shell there. The salt's not going to do anything. Right. Well, the salting of the water lowers the boiling temperature. Right. So there is that um, or raises the boiling temperature. Uh, No, lowers it. You're right. Okay. Makes it boil faster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, you know, if you're making, say, pasta, you'll want to salt the water so that some of that salt gets into the pasta, helps flavor the pasta. But for the egg, it's not going to do anything for the flavor or the peelability. Right. Um, So what I've made here um, is almost perfect hard-boiled egg. Mm-hmm. Um, I One, I dropped a little bit too much uh, or too far rather in the pot and it cracked. So it kind of exploded while it was cooking and it's a oh, little no. ugly. No, it didn't. It didn't explode. Don't mislead people. Oh, no, no, no. It- <laughs> there's, there's a lot missing that I'm not showing you. I took quite a bit of the white out. 
Oh, um, I see. Okay. That sort of spilled out the sides. I see. There's only a little when, bit. That's out when here. that happens, it'll look really weird. You'll mm-hmm. see some of the egg white in the pot. Don't panic. Don't feel like you need to get that out. Just mm-hmm. leave it in there. It's not going to affect the other eggs. It's um, not like the yolk has broken yet. No, no, no. Right. Usually the yolk is fine. It's just going to make that one egg look kind of funny, mm. which is what I have here. Yeah. Um, and then the other egg that I, I made for you, Lauren, should be <laughs> nigh on perfect. You're this trying is, to change my mind about boiled eggs. I am a little bit. Yeah. Um, this is not uh, what what uh, Kenji Lopez-Alt found. Uh, this is not the best way to boil an egg, it turns out. The absolute best, based on his study, is actually steaming the egg. Oh. Yeah. Like in a bamboo steamer? Uh I in a in a uh yeah, I guess so. He didn't he didn't specify at least in the article that I was reading kind of how he did it. Uh-huh. But the couple of reasons for that is a you can get an inch of water boiling much faster than yes, the right. amount of water that it takes to cover an egg. Um and, you know, it takes only just a minute longer cooking that way. So right. and in like this you case said, the shell is there, so it's not like any right. of the water's reaching the egg to cook it. Right, exactly. You're just going for temperature and sort of uh, uh, emulsion, right? Mm-hmm. You want to surround it in that heat. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Which steam will also do. Right, exactly. So steaming, he found, was the best way to do it for both peelability and for taste. Um, although from everything that he studied, it seemed like this method that I've used today is pretty good as well. Um, Maybe second, second best way. Yeah. So again, you know, super easy to boil an egg. You fill a pot up to the point that it'll cover an egg uh, with water. Uh, You put it on a stove, put the stove to high until it gets that rolling boil. Put in uh, as many eggs will fit in a a single layer or as many as you want. I Mm -hmm. typically do about, I think at most I'll boil four at a time. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm making it for a few people. Uh, but I think our even our little pot could probably fit six. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, and then you let that sit for I'm going to say eight minutes because mm-hmm. it'll take some time to get them back out of there. You pull them out, run them under cold water, and then you can either refrigerate them, like we said, or you can eat them right away, which is typically what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, let me ask you too, yeah. Tyler. Does it matter? Um, because we are from the U.S., but currently live in England. Uh, where the in the U.S. you do refrigerate your eggs, and in England you do not need to refrigerate your eggs. Does it matter if the egg is cold or room temperature? Oh, that's prior a really good question. to boiling. I have not noticed a difference. If I'm being honest, mm-hmm. the main difference that I've noticed is, and I don't know if this is just like me imagining it or if there's any truth to this. It feels like the shells in England are thinner mm. than the shells in the U.S. Okay, that could be hardier chickens that could be you know the, mm-hmm. the, the good old american chicken shell uh, well in the but... u.s the eggs are washed in a certain mm-hmm. way uh differently to how they are in england so they've um, eggs naturally have a protective coating on the shell and i'll look up some science to back this up yeah uh, but what i've heard anyway is that they have a protective coating that in england they do not wash off and in the u.s they do wash off which is why you need to refrigerate american eggs right right yeah. so that could be that could be it It could just be that's enough just to different make them feel more sort of yeah sturdy but as far as especially if we're talking hard boiling i haven't really noticed a difference mm. it's the same amount of time it's the same process um and the end result is basically the same hmm. so 
Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I also want to talk about the peeling and I can yeah. actually hold your mic for okay. you if you want. Well, you can give this a shot. Oh boy. Um, so the, the thing that trips up a lot of people, myself included, is the peeling of the hard boiled eggs. Yeah. This is why I wanted to make eggs for today. Picking off little tiny bits of shell. Right. And you and I have talked about this fairly extensively. Yeah. Um, one of the things that happens when you hard boil an egg is there is often, uh, and there are ways to fix this, but I like it. There's often an air pocket at uh, what we'll call the the bottom of the egg, mm-hmm. so the the wide part, the slightly wider bit of the oval, right? Uh, and so that is actually a really useful starting place for us to peel the egg. And typically, okay. what I'll do is I'll take a spoon. It's still warm. It's still a little warm. Yeah, these are these are fresh. Yeah. Um, and uh, usually I'll use a like a tablespoon. Um, these are our smaller. Uh, these are teaspoons. Yeah, teaspoons. Um, but you'll just make a crack there right at the bottom of the egg, uh, just by tapping it. Audio of this? Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah. You just want to tap it enough to to sort of crack the shell. And then using the tip of the spoon, Uh sort of drive the tip of the spoon, uh, concave end facing the egg so that the spoon is matching the contour of the egg. Yeah, okay. And you want to get it sort of underneath the shell. You may have to crack it a little bit more. Yeah, you were pretty my, gentle there. I was. Don't be don't be scared to go pretty hard on that first crack cuz again there's an air pocket oh, there. Oh, yeah, there is. So you're not oh. going to be yeah, so you're not going to be It's like several millimeters from the the shell right and that's something where if you go from the other end you always sort of get to that bit and you're like oh yeah finally here's the easy part um but that's really useful for us to start and then you can put the spoon in there and sort of let the spoon match the shape of the egg all the way down oh wow Oh, I cut into the egg a little bit. But... You run that risk a little bit, yeah. yeah. Uh, again, I use sort of larger spoons that will already naturally fit that shape of the egg. Uh, you know, if you think to the the uh, old-fashioned egg races, you know, where you have to hold the spoon in your mouth and there's <laughs> an egg in the spoon, like that kind of spoon is what I'm talking about. Uh, and then, yeah, once you've got a big enough crack, you can kind of start to use your fingers to peel away the bigger bits of shell. But for the most part, you'll get to a spot where there's just and a I'm couple done. of big pieces left. That was that's fast. It. Yeah. That was really fast. Much faster than I've ever peeled an egg before. And this is another thing, too, where, like, starting with boiling water really helps because it means that the white is not going to have that time to form a connection with the shell. Mm. Uh, and, you know, doing things like steaming it will help that even further. Uh, there is a way to get rid of that air pocket if you want a perfectly sort of egg-shaped egg um, <laughs> and that's actually to take a thumbtack and pricking the very bottom of the egg mm-hmm. uh, sort of that place that you you made a crack yeah so do that and I'm, I'm so scared to do it but do that before you start boiling the egg okay and that will allow that air to escape so that the pocket isn't there so you get a more sort of egg-shaped egg now you're starting to eat it already. I'm curious. Um, I you can eat it basically any way you want. You can just bite straight into it. You can use your spoon to cut it in half. Yeah, I'll cut it. Um, I will typically eat uh, with a, a little bit of salt, maybe. But I've also mm-hmm. brought some sriracha, uh, <laughs> which is just always in our kitchen. Uh-huh. Uh, and I like putting on just a little dab, a little dabble dia uh, of hot sauce with uh, just each bite, just to give it a little bit of of zest. Oh, I like this. The egg is not. The yolk here is not as hard as you typically see right. hard-boiled egg yolk, which I, of course, like. Right, exactly. So the the thing here, and the reason I say aim for shorter than that typical 10 minutes, is 
at about the nine and a half minute mark, you'll start to get some of that chalky texture. Yeah, in that's the, yolk. the texture I don't love. Right. So if you stop it at about eight minutes and you start pulling them out, then the eggs will t- continue to cook in the shell mm. uh, for just, you know, the next 30 seconds or so. But you'll get sort of that texture where you get a little bit of that chalky around the edge of the yolk, mm-hmm. and then the rest is still firm, but a little bit closer to that creamy side. Mm. Uh, if you wanted to adjust this slightly and make, say, a soft-boiled egg, you would just go for shorter time. So you would aim for, say, six minutes, um, uh, maybe seven. Mm. Um, I do like a soft-boiled egg as well. And, you know, and, and your mileage may vary, of course, based on altitude is a thing that can affect this. Um, your, like, the kind of stove that you use might affect this. Get to know kind of the boiling uh, behavior of your water. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and just try this out. Do one egg at a time until you kind of figure out what you uh, like to do here. Well, this is really good. Yeah, you like um, it? I do. It's still not, I don't think it's surpassed my love of, um, uh, poached eggs no sure no that's fine but it's um it's definitely the most i've ever liked a hard-boiled egg i will say that good wonderful okay yeah i will take really, that really good i will accept it so i'll put a link to that article i mentioned uh in the show notes the sriracha is a really good tip yeah you want to add unless you like super like just egg mm-hmm. which i mean in some cases yeah totally i'm all about it mm-hmm. uh but adding just a little bit of spice a little bit of hot sauce or something to it is really really nice well sriracha i like sriracha more than um any other hot sauce i would say probably because it's actually got some flavor to it it's not just spicy like right, it's right. got a flavor yeah you want to use like a like a garlic hot sauce yeah. um like a gochujang might be pretty good oh, here that, yeah. um the other thing that i really want to try and we'll have to come back to this i think but i would love to make um, like a soy sauce hard-boiled yeah, egg. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. Yeah, or, you can just um, infuse them once they're... What I've exactly. seen, and we'll we'll come back to this, but what I've seen is that you take a hard-boiled egg and you put it in a container um, or a Ziploc bag, something like that, full of hot sauce, or full of soy sauce, well, enough to cover the egg, and mm-hmm. then you refrigerate it for right. a few days, and it infuses all of the the egg and that looks really good for ramen, especially, in my opinion. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And you get sort of a, you know, saltier, more umami kind mm-hmm. of texture flavor to it uh, that uh, really improves on what's an already good egg, honestly, especially yeah. if you're making it like this. And, you know, that really highlights, I think, what I love so much about egg is it's just so versatile, you know? Yeah. It's... It's a nice, mild flavor on its own. And then... I love that you're talking while eating. That's just a good sign it, that I've succeeded here. It's good. Um, hopefully it's not too too bad in the microphone. Um, but it, And then it just sort of is a, is a really nice carrier for whatever other flavor you want to add to it. And, you know, it's just so full of protein and it just fills you up. Right, exactly. So that's what I was saying earlier about, you know, this has really become kind of my go-to way to prepare an egg is it doesn't need a whole lot. It doesn't need a lot of care and maintenance. You know, you don't need to really be watching the pot all that much once you got things going. Um, And really it kind of gives you everything you need as far as flavor, texture, uh, protein. It makes a full meal, which is really nice. All right. Well, let's uh, re-readjust uh-huh. uh, and let's move on uh, in a minute here to your egg, egg fact. fact. 
Yes. Hit me with your egg fact. Well, it, it, I suppose it qualifies as an egg fact for the purposes of the strong show. start. Strong start. Yes, but really, <laughs> I think it's more of an egg discussion. Oh, yes. okay, okay. Um, an egg conversation. An egg conversation. I like that. Conversation. Conversation. Nope. Uh, intersection of two people talking. Uh, a dialogue. Oh yes, dialogue. <laughs> I think we um, just lost anyone who's still listening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. What is your egg so, conversation then? Yes. So Tyler, for our very first episode, our inaugural episode, if you will. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Um, I thought we would tackle the biggest egg question our of all. Envoy egg. Okay, I'm done. Mm, I'm yes. done. Continue. No. Uh, people come to this show for egg content, uh, original egg content. So that independent egg content. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I thought that we could have the biggest egg question of all. Oh. Uh, just, to, just to hit it right off the bat. Oh, okay, I'm trying to think of what that is. All right. Which came first? Oh, no. The chicken or the egg? Um, so oh, okay, I... Okay, yeah, we're pulling out the big guns. <laughs> we all are. Right. I thought we could uh, uh, just, just jump right in. The big philosophical questions. Oh, that was good. I like that. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm game. I'm game. So um, yeah. So I've done a bit of research. Okay. To, just to start good. us out. Great. <laughs> this, isn't, um, this isn't just going to be me pulling something whole cloth. <laughs> no. <laughs> so the way this question is phrased, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Um, the type of philosophical question is uh, this is this egg is <laughs> <laughs> something called a causality dilemma. So. It is phrased in a way that the process uh, is partly responsible for the effect, and the effect is partly dependent on the cause. I s- if we're breaking yes. this down into okay. component uh-huh. parts, yeah. which means that chickens all come from eggs, but all eggs must be laid by chickens. R- right. So it's a hypothetical question, and the type of hypothetical question is called a causality dilemma. Um. It's not clear, the dilemma part comes in because it's not clear which is the cause and which is the effect in this scenario. Because if we knew what the cause was, we could answer the question. There are other type of causality dilemmas. This chicken and egg question has become shorthand for this type of causality dilemma, but others exist as well. Um, so, for example, in Harry Potter, yeah, I was going to say I'm trying to think the of Deathly Hallows. I'd use this for yes, Harry okay. Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Uh-huh. Uh When Harry is Whoa, accompanying, okay, spoilers, spoilers. No, 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 no. It's okay. not. It's not. Okay. When Harry is accompanying Luna Lovegood up to the Ravenclaw common room, the door of the common room requires a riddle to be answered in order to let you in, and it's a different riddle every time. Okay. So you have to prove your wit in order to get into the common room. Oh, because it's a Ravenclaw. Okay. Yes. And the question that the door poses to Luna Lovegood um, is which came first, the phoenix or the flame? And paraphrasing. Okay. Uh, Which, of course, is a similar causality dilemma because a phoenix always erupts into flame and is reborn. Right. So it's its own type of egg, I suppose. Sure. Okay. If you will. Um, And the answer that Luna gives that lets her in to the common room is uh, a circle has no beginning. So basically, she's just calling the door out that it's asking her an unanswerable right. question. Right, I'm onto your game. 
inanimate object. Yes, exactly. Um, so another way to describe this type of question is a scenario of infinite regress, which basically just means that the sequencing actions seem to depend on the other actions being done first. So if you if you look at the way the question's phrased, which came first, the uh-huh. chicken or the egg? The chicken is dependent on the egg. Because chickens come from eggs. Right, but the egg is also dependent on the chicken. Because egg because chickens hatch egg, or chickens lay eggs. Yes. So as far back as you go, infinite regress, it's the same question. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. Um so the history of questions such as this of these causality dilemmas. Uh so this is actually one of the oldest like mind riddles or like uh, philosophical questions in existence. This specific chicken and egg one. So there's, you're um, telling me there's a name for my least favorite like exam question. <laughs> yes. Great. Exactly. Perfect. Okay. Good. Now uh, I know who to blame. So Plutarch. Plutarch. Oh, Plutarch. I don't know how you say that. In the first uh, to second century A.D., actually wrote about it. He was a Greek writer. Okay. So he actually refers to question of of the question of whether the world has a beginning. Which is a very similar one. Because if the world, if there was a time before the world, there wouldn't be anything on the world to record such a time? Yes. So yes. there'd be no point. Right. And he said okay. that the- Okay, all right, okay. He said that the, um, the chicken or the egg question is actually about whether or not the world has a beginning. It's not about chickens or eggs. That's a lot of pressure to be putting on chickens and eggs, man. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, well, eggs can handle it. They're great. They're, that's true. <laughs> chickens, I don't know. Chickens are fine. <laughs> of course, if you believe in the uh, writings of the Christian Bible, you have an explanation. Because... Uh, no, see, there's... Okay, there's a funny thing, though. Because, so, I was, and you were. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was always raised with this question of proving either of these things mm-hmm. you could say you could make an argument for either way using no you can't specifically in the bible it says that god created the animals so he specifically created chickens but is an egg an animal no but what about why not why is um, an egg is a is a is a ooh oh we're going to get deep here <laughs> is a baby platypus uh-huh which I guess also comes from eggs. It also comes from an egg. Good job. Is a baby platypus not a platypus? Well, yes, but at some point, if the fertilized egg were opened, the chicken could not survive on its own or the platypus, for your argument. Well, but but God could take care of them. Well, I'm just sa- I'm just saying the wording of the Bible is that God created animals. I see. Okay. So therefore, so he would have created to, the chicken. All the all the beasts of the field and birds of the sky. Correct. And, and yes. Fish of the ocean. Okay. All right. Okay. Right. Okay. Um. That's very interesting. I so I was raised with people trying to figure out ways to use scripture to prove either one, mm-hmm. uh, which maybe says more about my upbringing than I wanted to. But <laughs> um, that's really so. The majority of uh, uh, followers of the Christian faith will say the chicken. Yes, I think that. that the the current interpretation understanding of the wording of the Christian Bible is that the chicken came first. How do 
other, and you, you may or may not have this in your research, uh, how do other religions handle that same question? Like, the creation do, question. Yeah, like do, not not the creation question, but the, the chicken and egg question. I don't know. Would, would a, would a religion that, that believes in reincarnation uh, mm. just sidetrack into a whole different discussion about well, oh, where yeah. did the egg come from? Right. Or yeah, where did, rather, where did the chicken within the egg come from? That would be an interesting follow-up. Yeah. Um, the modern explanation. There's a lot on this. Okay. The modern explanation. That, that good, good science. Is that um, if you follow evolution, if you're basing this on a scientific evolution um, by natural selection, uh, and you follow it back far enough, mm-hmm. you will eventually find an animal which was not a chicken, but which evolved into a chicken over a period of time. And this is known as a proto-chicken. I was going to say a velociraptor. <laughs> if I know one thing well, from Jurassic Park, the documentary. Right. Um, so the answer to that then is that at some point... There were two proto-chickens that had enough chicken, modern chicken DNA to mate and lay an egg, which would then hatch into exactly a modern chicken. Exactly 100% DNA of the modern chicken. So, so modern explanation okay. is that the egg came first, laid by a proto-chicken. Because it depends on then what we're defining as a chicken, right? Like exactly. when we say a chicken, you know, right. we think we think the the but we we think of a certain kind of animal. Yes. And so you're saying then if we're if we're talking about uh you know, I, I because we brought up Christian faith earlier, like mm-hmm. not even necessarily evolution, you know, theory of evolution, but like macro evolution, right? Yes. There was at one point uh n- no chicken. Right. There was an animal that was similar to a chicken. A proto-chicken. A, a proto-chicken. <laughs> Coming this summer, proto-chicken. Yeah. <laughs> proto-chicken too. He's Buck. Buck, 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 buck. Uh, Jimmy crack corn and he does care. <laughs> oh, because chickens eat corn. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the proto-chicken then... They're saying that the the chicken and egg argument no longer applies to the proto chicken because proto chicken is does not a not chicken. Equal chicken, right? Okay, um, gotcha. So right. if you're if you're saying uh, the genetic definition of a chicken, it would be the egg because that chicken would have to have hatched from an egg laid by birds that evolved eventually close enough to be a chicken, but not quite exactly a chicken. Right. So at one point. There was an egg mm-hmm. that was known as a chicken. The first chicken. But really, if you think about it, the there would have had... Yes. There would have had to have been several of these, though, right? Because the chickens would have had to mate and lay more eggs that hatched into modern chickens. Right, right. So it would have had to have been a process over time. So where... If we talk about, like, human progression, right? Yes. We can track the the sort of... Uh, migration of Homo sapien from a couple of different points on, mm-hmm. on the planet. Do we know where? Uh, uh, I almost said Homo chicken. Homo, homo chicken. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, do we know where sort of the uh, chicken 1.0 uh, would have come from? That would have been a really good thing for me to look up for this podcast. That's okay. But That's no, right. I don't. I. I... <laughs> 
you know, I know that I, I believe it was long before humans were Homo sapiens. That wouldn't surprise me, just given what we know about like the the evolution of dinosaurs into right winged animals and and slowly into presumably birds. Right. Um, but okay, that's really interesting. I, I'm sure there are probably some other animals that are out there that would have also come from that same line. Mm-hmm. Do you, is there anything similar to a chicken that you can think of? Well, I mean, there's not just one species of chicken. Is this is there? true. There's this is several. True. Uh, and I'm sure that the modern uh, egg production chickens uh, are not the same as heritage breed chickens that have been around for thousands of years. Right, right. And you get the, uh, what are those chickens that have like the big hairy feet? What are those called? I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? Silkies? Uh, yeah, that's probably right. The the ones that look like they have uh, they look like they, they have, have like... hair. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They look like Muppets. Yeah, yeah. Like those are silkies. Me too. I love silkies. Um, but however, yeah. So Sorry, the question that I'm leaving. There. No, no, no. Well, that's all right. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's not. There's. It's not an answer to a question. It's not a hard and fast egg fact. It is an egg discussion, an egg thought discussion thought process uh, hypothetical yeah there you go <laughs> sure um, there we go <laughs> <laughs> however philosophically uh it, exactly what you said what are we defining as a chicken right. is a proto chicken enough of a chicken to be counted where do we where do we place that line this is the first chicken gotcha right so um are we even able to track back that far that's a good question. That was that was kind of what I wanted to bring up is like, do we know approximately, because I'm sure we don't know for sure, when that first egg would have been laid? Well, and really, like I said, the first chicken argument is kind of a moot point because you can't have just one chicken. You need a community of chickens in order to continue breeding chickens. Right. To continue to have chickens to it, exist. It, it takes a hen house. Right. And a rooster. Right. Sure. <laughs> so I think, in my opinion, the question is still a valid one. I don't think we have a good answer to it. Mm-hmm. I think um, that, you know, Plutarch's original statement is correct in that it's really a question about origins and all of the world instead of just limited to eggs and chickens. Eggs, man. They're deep. And delicious. And delicious. Well, thank you. That was a very good yes, egg Yes, you're welcome. Thank you for um, engaging in the discussion with me. I try. I try to. You know, these these uh, uh, philosoph- philosoph- egg. Th- thank you. Uh, Philosophic we need- egg. <laughs> we need to come up with better words. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. Uh, uh, these are uh, not my not my usual cup of egg, but uh, oh. uh, I uh, I enjoyed this one. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Egg-Centric. Egg-Centric. Join us next week where we're going to talk about more egg facts and egg recipes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like the show, you can find us on Apple Podcasts or pretty much wherever good podcasts are sold. Uh, and you can But don't our- pay for it because that, those it. are the ripoffs sponsored by Big Egg. That's That money is going straight to Big Egg. And you're you gonna, don't want you're that. You're going to regret that. Uh, but Re- you can also- Greg, go- Greg, that. Oh, boy. Okay. You can also go to our website, uh, sandwich.computer slash egg. 
uh, and then I'll take you straight to... That's it. That's a real website. (laughs) That's a real website that I pay for. Uh, (laughs) And uh, that'll take you straight to our podcast page. You can subscribe uh, just right from our RSS feed if you have a a special app that you like to use. It's not iTunes. It's totally fine. Uh, Leave a comment. Leave a review. But not the Big Egg app. But not the Big Egg app. Uh, Pod kegs. (laughs) Don't use Eggcast. Don't use the Eggcast app. No. Um, oh, we'll have to look and see if that's a real app. Because if it is, I apologize. <laughs> use whatever app you feel like, folks. Uh, we will be back next week with more Eggcentric. Eggcentric. Do we need a sign off? Do we need like a word that we say that means goodbye, but it also has egg in it somewhere? Excelsior. Shall you later? Like, see you later? No, it's no, not no, like close it. enough. No, uh, it's, uh, that's all yolks. <laughs> no, no. That's too close to something that's copyrighted. Um,. I can call you Betty, and you can call me Albumen. Oh, no. Um. Bye, everybody. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>